day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode three of Shop Talk. Today we're covering Sunday's episode 311. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Jennifer and I'm joined by Carrie. Hi guys. Sunday night's episode was intense and filled with so much character development. Yeah, we got to meet the two newest boots. We got to see Henry, Abigail, and Tamara again. And of course, Officer Zaddy became canon. And obviously there was a lot more. But uh, yeah, if you want to dive into news real quick. Yeah, so um, Deadline had shared the news that Jason Canella will star in a recurring role playing Caesar Madrigal, the son of a criminal royalty who is impetuous, entitled, and in line to take over his father's empire. His first appearance will be in an upcoming episode titled Braveheart, which I don't, we don't know yet what the name of the next episode is, but I don't know, it could be that. Um, We have the promo for May 2nd. We'll discuss that later because that was interesting and um, we were left on a cliffhanger. Um, Last night, I noticed there was a post on Tumblr with an Instagram story from Jenna Dewan uh, in in a set pod. So we'll have to like reshare that tweet, but that's interesting. I wonder what episode they're filming now because they've got to be coming up on the end of the season i think so yeah um and she was on lifetimes witches of east end with uh eric winter uh way back when so if there's like any any of y'all you know like that show too then maybe they'll get you know their characters will have some scenes together which could be fun i don't know yeah um and then on wednesday tmz reported that there were shots fired on the rookie set or around the rookie set um but everyone's okay so it was just um some like gang something i'm not totally sure um if you see anything else floating around on the internet though please send it our way so i think we should dive right into the episode um so first we'll start off with jack jackson and lucy um and tamara had some storyline in there in the first place um, but we see them kind of getting coffee together and they're talking about Tamara's 18th birthday and her first apartment. So then, um, you know, we hear a little bit about Jackson and Lucy's first apartments and Lucy says, in my first place, I eventually stopped fighting with cockroaches and I just treated them as pets. She's just adorable. And the way that she like executed that line, Melissa did, it was perfect. Um, but we find out that Lucy has helped Tamara with the transitional housing paperwork. So Tamara kind of owes her getting her own place to Lucy. We see, uh, Tamara also noticed, uh, Bradford and Barnes, his new rookie, who we'll also get into later, um, and says, who's that girl with officer Zaddy? We saw it in the sneak peek and that was all that everyone could talk about. So it was just funny to like watch that on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also saw like, you know, Tamara kind of goes on and says, how does it feel to be replaced? Lucy obviously puts on a front in front of Jackson and Tamara saying, great, I'm happy someone else can be tormented by Tim for a change. Um, Lucy, we know that you're upset. Just just admit that you love Tim Bradford so that you know we can just appreciate Chenford um and I mean Lucy's face says it all when she realizes that he's letting her drive so I'm all here for jealous Lucy I don't know about you yeah no I mean I am like it was I don't know it was great because I kind of thought 
um, for whatever reason, we'd be getting like a jealous Tim at some point, like instead of jealous Lucy. So like, yeah. I, like I'm here for it. Like the the unexpectedness of that is fun to see. So yeah. Um, and then Lucy kind of does an impression of Tim saying, "I've been shot. Where are we, Boot?" I loved it. It was everything that I needed, and it was the most precious thing ever. I just need more like Tim impressions from Lucy. Um, but Jackson kind of calls Lucy out for wanting someone else to get tormented by Tim. Although for the last year she complained about it and he says that's kind of messed up. All Tamara and Jackson do is just sip their coffee because they know that, you know, she's like <laughs> she she needed to be called out a little bit like that. Um and her face is kind of perplexed after that because again, he's not wrong. So cut to a few scenes later we see jackson and lucy roll up to the first shootout of the episode there was two shootouts um and they were pretty intense during this episode yeah. uh but we see bradford and barnes are involved until lucy and jackson kind of roll up and help lucy notices after everything's been done um that you know tim's kind of being caring and compassionate to his boot by putting a hand on her shoulder uh and she tells jackson you know i saved his life on the first saying i didn't even get a fist bump i'll give you a fist bump lucy like, yeah, oh my gosh i love that line though it was so like in her face and just the delivery mm-hmm. oh love that line yeah her facial expressions really spoke to how lucy feels about tim if not in the relationship sense yet definitely in like a friendship sense yeah for sure yeah. for sure so then we have Tim and Katie next. Yeah. Um, so obviously Katie, uh, it's Katie Barnes is one of the new rookies that we uh, got to meet at the beginning of the episode. Um, and the there's a bit of, if you guys have watched the pilot episode, then you know the um, training sequence that we talked about in our first podcast episode uh, with the you know, they check the cars um, and how to uh, load and uh, unload a weapon. Uh, and so that dialogue was kind of deja vu uh, for us fans, which was kind of cool. Um, but then something different that happened is um, Tim is trying to figure out why Katie knew so much about how to use that particular type of weapon. Um, you know, he kind of goes down a, a mini list of, you know, is she a big game hunter? No family and law enforcement no which only leaves um she's ex-military which that is the correct answer so um tim tells her that she doesn't actually have to call him sir uh and then next asks her if she wants to go get coffee which she then pays for in the next scene that we see them in which jennifer just mentioned was when uh lucy jackson and tamara were all uh sitting down and so that's what we're all kind of caught up now and that's what they saw was Tim paying for uh Katie's coffee and interestingly enough like after um they you know grab their coffee they're driving again um Katie mentions that Tim she doesn't mention that Lucy told her that Tim's kind of known for being a you know like intense but um she says that you know he's kind of known for being a hard ass and um but he kind of he doesn't really respond to that but he goes in to just kind of tell her about how um you know being in the military and being on the police force now are like two different things even though she might not think it is at first and he's actually giving her advice guys instead of just 
barking orders at her um which is voice was like really soft too talking to her Mm -hmm. like he didn't have a stern like you know i'm you know watching out for you like your boss kind of voice so yeah it was like two people like and i don't want to say like two old friends catching up because obviously they didn't know each other but i mean you know like it just because they both it gave off that feel yeah because they both come from those military um backgrounds and which uh goes into my next point is when they roll up to their first call um it turns into a uh you know shootout um and katie as she's kind of talking trying to figure out what the best uh like way to go about the situation is she's you know she's calling the suspects their you know enemies in her eyes civilians are combatants um her first instinct is to like you know dutifully follow orders and always assume that there's um you know like a threat around or to be on high alert and so those are things that are obviously like tim wants to help um help her change as she's going along in this um training period and if you guys um if you follow uh eric on instagram then you guys would know that this um first shootout scene here comes from his uh behind the scenes video that he posted uh back in march so that's kind of cool um how things like work their way into the show um so what i thought was cool she did a little ricochet trick um to take the first suspect down um ends up getting him in the foot or the leg i'm not really sure but anyway he goes down um tim goes to cuff the guy like help her you know help her get the suspect um all together she um katie is kind of you know questioning him um like still wondering if he knows something or if there's more information to get because that's kind of what she learned um you know in the uh in afghanistan is that you know always like there's always something more to people um but that's not the case here tim you know obviously knows this and instructs her to render first aid instead she does that and then um as jennifer mentioned earlier there's a little you know like just the nice it's just a friendly you know like shoulder pat whatever you know but like from lucy's perspective it's a hmm, i wonder you know what's going on there like yeah what is this i wonder why he's treating her differently than he treated yeah. me so. mm-hmm. yeah because yeah no exactly exactly um that's, that's all i got um the next thing we see them um we see them in the park um or was it a playground i don't know because they were behind the scenes pictures that um katie O'Brien i want to say it was like katie Barnes yeah i want to say it was the park and then obviously playground around there. yeah um anyhow but yeah so the next time we see them um they're in a park um they kind of stop at like a clearing or like an outlook um and tim asks her to look around and tell him what she sees she's kind of wondering hmm, this like some kind of you know tim test mm-hmm. um it's not really um he has her like he picks up a ladybug or a a leaf with a ladybug on it tells her to focus on the spots and then tells her to close her eyes and feel the sun on her face so it's very like a relaxing technique 
and it's very uh it's like grounding um for Katie and it's very I think the rookie account said it was like who who are you and what have you done with yeah uh Tim Bradford (laughs) so um but it was nice that that scene was in there because I liked how he was like he was just talking and it was just very uh I think someone had said on Twitter that like Eric should record like a calm app yeah uh, story or something yeah because his voice was like just very um you know like soothing and just like nice like that's that's the best way I mean I would Uh, buy that audiobook so yes as as would I whatever it would (laughs) and the probably like one of my favorite little lines though was the um they're commenting on the ladybug and Katie was like it's cute sir and Tim's like no it's adorable no Tim um you're the one that's adorable there sir um I oh my gosh I just can't like it's a ladybug we go from officer zaddy to your adorable it's like, so good it's so good um I just love it I love yeah it. no we love I mean we love seeing this like soft side of Tim yeah it's so great and we say it all the time yes yeah and um that kind of they're you know they're back in their shop again um you know Katie's kind of just talking aloud and was like you know one minute you're you know you're talking about ladybugs and teaching me how to be all zen yeah whereas you know other people know him as this you know tough you know test giving order yeah yeah, like person and um you know he's like well what can I say I'm a complicated guy like understatement of the freaking year oh my goodness um but yeah Tim being full of surprises we love to see it um and that like reminded me of Lucy's season one quote of like you know sir you surprise me every day like it's just no I just love little things like that like yeah it's I'm all here for it um and then the second time we see them like out on the field is when they're caught up in the second shootout which Jennifer will touch on later with uh John Nolan yeah but they're Nolan's call yeah they're called in for backup um the interesting thing there is when they're running you see um you're seeing Katie like Tim's running I mean obviously both the actors are running normally it's a you know film technique to make it you know slow-mo but um for Katie's uh from her perspective it's like there's like the you know the echoes or like almost Mm -hmm. deafening sounds like she's kind of in the midst of uh you know like tunnel vision or like in a fog um and so it kind of makes people like us as viewers wonder like what's going to happen can Mm -hmm. you know she really like do this is you know is she gonna get hurt is this too much like what is gonna happen um they do successfully it was interesting that it was like from her point of view too Mm -hmm. we've seen that a few other times in other shows um I won't name them but you know if you've seen them you know we've seen them kind of like like have it show what the character is thinking and I think Mm -hmm. that's really interesting too yeah well and like we even saw it like in the beginning of season one with like Jackson like we saw it from like his point of view um yeah and so
Okay, so they take down the suspect. Um, they successfully, you know, like make um, make that happen. Tim Tim made the lovely uh, clothesline there. Uh, gotta love that. Um, and we kind of see, like, so everything seems to be going well. Like, there's no, um, like, indication that anything else is going to happen. You know, like, they're, um, you know, going back to the district to do their paperwork. Like, that's... Um, you know, supposedly the end for them. But um, the end kind of scene with Tim and Katie is that she comes up to him, you know, while she's learned a lot, um, she wants to, you know, put the violence behind her and she can't do that while she's in uniform. So along with her, you know, turning in her report from the day's incident she's also turning in her resignation uh poor Tim is kind of heartbroken he like he literally says like I won't accept it or I won't accept this um <clears throat> she think or he thinks that she can you know do this like go through um this training process but he does understand why she needs to take a step back and he tells her that it was either like her output paperwork or something like something like that like her paperwork you know is good for three years so if she ever did want to come back she'll she would always have a home uh there at midwilshire so um again we love soft tim bradford so yes all here for it i wonder what lucy's reaction is going to be to tim losing that rookie because she didn't even make it past plain clothes day no she didn't you know so i feel Aww, i so wonder she, like is she the 12th rookie now though to wash out before playing close day i oh. guess so but oh i mean gosh. like who's gonna give him crap over it is it gonna be angela like maybe tim tells her like off to the oh, side or something no. or nyla <laughs> yeah i could see it or lucy i don't know but i'm here for that storyline yeah. i just thought of that like you know what's gonna happen with that so yeah um do you want me to go into the Chenford stuff now I mean yeah because it's just why not Um, yeah (laughs) so like backtracking a little bit in terms of like the episode um we see uh Tim's doing uh Katie's paperwork for her um as well and Lucy's you know she walks up um and is just kind of asking like why the heck like what is going on Mm-hmm. why was he being you know so nice to his new rookie tim's little smile as lucy's like recounting all the things that he did to her during her first days as a rookie oh my gosh like oh i just love that like eric winter you are the king of micro expressions um i couldn't actually tell if there's any kind of acknowledgement on his face when she was like mentioning like you know what what is you know katie's um other issue you know she like fit beautiful you know smart like what is it I couldn't tell if there's any yeah like but I don't know I wouldn't be surprised if there was um and what I really liked about this scene though I mean aside from the like Chenford Mm -hmm. of it all um was um his like reasoning behind why he was the way he was um because he had said you know like i teach my recruits according to what they need um and officer barnes is still like in that war uh mindset and so she 
in order for her to be a cop, that kind of mindset has to go. And Tim's like aware of this and tells Lucy that, you know, Officer Barnes only sees a scary place and she needs to know that not everyone's out to hurt her. Um, and so I just, I like that we not only know that Tim trains like individualized um, or, in, you know, trains his rookies um, based on what they need, but then there's also kind of a reason as to why he was tougher with Lucy in, you know, in like season one, let's say, as opposed to now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you know, Lucy's kind and insightful and she sees the good in people and all that. Um, and Tim acknowledging that is really like, it's nice to see. It's a beautiful thing. It I really stand is. Tenford, and I'm so just good. here for all of the little crumbs that's so good well and then like the like I saw something else on tumblr that was um talking about how if Tim knows that uh Katie doesn't wear perfume does he know that Lucy does wear perfume like hypothetically speaking I never thought of that I never thought of that I don't know because I don't I mean I don't know what do you guys think if you guys have any like thoughts like tweet us or something yeah on that um because we're I'm kind of curious um we just look for like every little thing and then just overanalyze it so uh yeah we're really good at that um but in all seriousness though like bravo to the writers for you know writing these um amazing little uh you know like mini monologues for characters like Tim because it's you know it's a great way of portraying the complexities of an officer who not only holds the position to like train another recruit, but utilizes their personal experience to help the new recruit with their own issues. And so, like we said, we got to see, you know, a softer side of Tim. And, you know, while we love seeing that with Lucy, it was also refreshing to see Tim kind of, not like mellowed out, but I mean, just like, just softer. I don't know if there's a better word for it really, because we got to see him be like that with someone else too yeah that was cool um yeah so I hope I'm articulating it well enough but I have just such immense respect for the writers and for Eric for like bringing these intricacies yeah of you know potential you know like PTSD uh, that's you know on the job like bringing that to life in a way that's yeah it's relatable it's educational it's heartfelt like wonderful wonderful work all around um and it kind of I don't know, it almost reminded me of the season two episode when we met one of Tim's uh, like uh, friends from the war or like yeah. uh, that were under his command. Um, and I don't know, like I just kind of, I don't, I don't know if we're ever going to get a scene like that, but just like where he and Lucy can talk more about it. Cause obviously like PTSD is a, you know, a mental, uh, you know, illness or like condition. Oh my god, he would not want her to psychoanalyze him though. I know, but just like just the little like just the little things. Oh like, yeah. Oh she like, would she would find a way to work it in. Yeah. Well, like because yeah. like the quote from I think it was season two, episode 14, I think, um was like, you know, that's the I think Lisa said that's the most Tim Bradford thing I've ever heard. You showed yeah. humanity, like there's nothing to be ashamed of. Like just something like that. Like I'm not saying yeah. she needs to like go full on. But just, you know, like, it's, I don't know, I like that the 
like the rookies and the TOs kind of seem to have things in common or like ways yeah. to relate to each other. And so like that's kind of one of the things that I yeah that I like that they've managed to blend together. Yeah. So so now we have John and Nyla. And this episode was I was telling Carrie before we started recording, like I feel like this is a good character development episode for Nolan. Oh, like for I sure. found myself liking him a little bit more. Not that I didn't like <laughs> like Nolan before um but you know I just wasn't like a huge fan of him but this episode I think kind of changed to that so in the beginning we see John and Nyla kind of working together a lot but then um towards like the second half of the episode it's mostly just him and their main storyline is with Professor Fiona Ryan who we see is kind of like in danger um from her like speaking up her activism everything like that and you know we kind of see how that all plays out but we also see henry come back henry and abigail show up at the district before john and nyla roll out for the day um and it kind of like sets us up for the next episode in two weeks but um we're able to kind of see like the father-son dynamic again and even like henry interacting with nyla again which was really cool um that was nice to see one of my favorite lines to hear like after uh, their interaction in the front of the district was it's killing me to be so supportive and they John and Henry both said that like at different times obviously you know once they got apart from each other but it was just hilarious to see because you know John's like waving to him and trying to like put on a smile and Henry's like I, I just is it obvious that I do not support this so then we um, see Professor Ryan come in and talk to Gray um and she's been having notes left on her car it doesn't matter like where she is they're appearing if she's parked outside of her house outside of school yoga anything like that she says they're not creepy but they're creepy but not threatening which is smart because without credible threats there's no crime so um they just want the message to be sent that she's being watched so she sees gray that morning because her car window was smashed and there was a note inside saying see you soon that's it um she's one of the she says she's one of the faces behind behind a loud criminal justice reform movement so she's all over the media news social media anything like that and a lot of people don't like what she has to say so that's you know setting it up to to basically say well there's going to be some chaos that goes down in this episode um and at this point no one knows any personal facts about her which is important to note now um but gray says you know i'll have nolan and harper patrol the areas that you'll be in today because he asks for her schedule um so then we cut to her first stop of the day which is her yoga studio and john and nyla are down the street um you know just kind of on like surveillancing it um john says it's a covert undercover operation um and james from the community center walks up and he mentions that he's looking for a new self-defense class instructor he's in the area so like it makes sense of why he's there um but john like puts nyla up for it and her face when she, she was just looking at him like are you're serious you're seriously putting me up for this right now um but we see you know them talking some more and then professor ryan walks out and you know that kind of halts the conversation 
but um they also see a guy taking pictures for so they sneak up on him and want to get his camera and you know professor ryan comes over she says she knows one of the guys she knows the guy from one of her old classes um he turns out he didn't break into her car and nyla wants the camera but james and from the community center and then professor ryan stop her because it's an unreasonable search and nyla sasses back and says it's evidence that can easily be deleted so they have the right to examine it uh but she ends up giving in and getting the warrants and then they also want to detain him just so that they have him in custody uh it turns out professor ryan's stalker was an admirer who wanted to make her fall in love with him uh he's a creep but there's no evidence that proves he's committed any crimes so that's a little interesting but they still keep him in mind for like any possible you know harm or like actions that he's taken later on in the episode so we find out that no one respects professor ryan more for keeping them from doing the search without the warrant he respects her for sticking with her civil liberty activism um you know like activism actions and all that and we like later on in the episode we find out that john waited for professor ryan after class and that's when she received a phone call that was then flooded with notifications about her license plate phone number and address being posted on the internet and then there's a message saying come teach this bitch a lesson so right there i already have trust issues um i just have trust issues with fictional shows in general but we'll keep going and so john and professor ryan walk out to her car together he says the assault unit is going to track down the original post and i don't know about you but the entire time they were walking out to that parking garage and they were in there I was nervous something was going to happen. Same. Again, usually, I, usually that's like, you know, a you know dimly lit, uh, yeah, you know, place. It, there's, you know, for like filming purposes. Obviously, there's yeah. not a bunch of other conversation going on, so you can actually hear the actors. But like for you know, uh, TV purposes, it looks like there's you know no one else around. Yeah. So it's like setting the stage for something that, you know, could have happened. So. And I mean, like I said I before. I have trust <laughs> issues when it comes to fictional shows, so I just automatically assume something bad is going to happen, even if it is something as simple as walking out to the parking garage. Um, so then John offers to follow her home and make sure she's safe. She doesn't want to come across as afraid, but you know, and she's kind of putting up a guard. Like I don't need, I don't need protection. I don't need this. I can handle it myself. John doesn't believe her though, which is good. Because when that scene was happening, I mean, I was yelling at my TV saying, no, you want him to come with you because you don't know what could happen. Uh, And so, you know, we see John like follow her back to her apartment. We didn't actually see him like following her, but I would assume that he stayed like cars behind. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, And then we see him trying to call Henry again while he's on the stakeout and you know no luck with that so he's just kind of you know like i'll be up late call me back when you get a chance we see the professor like look out her window i don't think she saw him at that point because like later on she's you know kind of surprised why he's there but Mm -hmm. we see him like reach for a gun as a car drives by 
which again, I <laughs> got an eerie feeling because the woman that drove by looked at him like dead in the eyes. And I was like, yeah. she's going to come back into play. Like she, mm-hmm. she has to, right? Yeah. Good, I just good TV writing though, guys. Yes. Good, good devices there. I just have so many trust issues and not even <laughs> with the rookie, just TV in general. I maybe watch too many crime shows. So you're killing me. Same um, here though. So then we also see Nolan kind of he checks his phone and there's another video put on social media by the professor basically oh, yeah, saying that, IG live. I forgot yeah, about that. Oh my goodness. Basically saying that anyone can come after her. So cut to John going up to the professor's door. He she's surprised that he's there. Um, but he brings up the comments on her video and says if she she says if she succumbs to their threats they win i'm also thinking yeah but you are in danger so if you if you don't succumb like you know if you if you give in they are gonna win and you're not gonna be you know alive anymore so yeah i was just gonna say like you're not gonna be alive at the end of it yeah yeah so then uh you know like a few scenes pass we see professor ryan kind of take coffee out to nolan and she's sitting in the truck with him. She apologized about snapping at him. And, you know, she says it does make her feel better that he's there. She tells him he can call her Fiona. They're kind of past the whole, like, professor-student, you know, yeah. um, like, relationship at this point. They're more so friends. He talks about Henry, and she kind of sticks up for Henry, saying, you know, college will always be there. And, you know, maybe a job is what he needs right now. So, we see that play out and then um the next morning no one is following her to school so we see you know he's in her house as she's getting ready for the day and he kind of, we learn more about fiona ryan and why she's an activist he know he notices like a piece of artwork a piece of, like a sculpture on her mantle and they gather around it saying you know it was damaged during the move bombing in 1985 the cops were there trying to get a group of black activists out of their house and when they couldn't they fired ammunition and then dropped a bomb on the roof and killed 11 people including five kids there was a huge fire and her grandmother's house burned fiona was 10 when that happened and her and her grandmother ran but they couldn't get away and so that's exactly why she's become an activist because she wants to you know kind of put her voice out there and you know put a stop to white supremacy and all of that so i thought that was a really good character development moment for her too and we got to see you know john kind of be caring and compassionate in that sense and you know even though it was just listening yeah so well it like reminded me like that scene it reminded me of like his scenes with captain anderson like when they would have scenes together like that that kind of like um you know mentor mentee relationship that, like, yeah evolved into kind of more of a friendship or like a that you know kind of uh lighter relationship and so I don't know I just feel like he he has a way of like well I mean obviously we know this he has a way of connecting with people but he's also like a really good listener yeah um, the people sharing their their uh stories so yeah so then we cut to the second shootout of the bit of the episode um, and this one was way more intense than the first one, but it starts with Nolan following Fiona again to school. 
uh, he notices that like trucks are cutting, coming up behind him and cutting like in front of him to get to her. And he notices that they have the Southern Front white supremacy group decals on them. And um, so he calls her on speaker and tells her to stay calm and act normal. Then he puts out a call on the radio and so everyone can hear. They kind of figure out their positions. John says he has an idea and runs into the guy's truck. Um, I thought this was interesting. He like got the guy out but then had the guy like cuff himself to the truck like okay. oh is that what he did i didn't really yeah. realize that oh i thought he did but he was also like you know holding the gun to the guy's head so no, you know yeah. um but he then goes around to, to the driver's side of the truck takes out the gun mm-hmm. that's on the seat and then like keeps an eye on the truck in front of him um yeah and, very quick thinking on yeah. his part yeah, yeah. And somehow, like, you know, the guy in the front, in the truck in front, like, you know, shoots at him, but no one doesn't get shot. So it's a miracle how, like, the professor didn't get shot and, like, how no one got injured. Yeah, I was just going to say how no one got shot. You know, the criminals. But but. then the shootout gets intense really quickly and everyone gets involved. So we see Lucy and Jackson roll up. And then um, Bradford and Barnes kind of take a different, like, uh, different position. Mm-hmm. So they, the, the white supremacists go to grab Fiona, but she's not in the car. He's chasing her down the street and into an alley where Tim comes to save the day with the clothesline. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, appreciated, well, I appreciated that moment, but then I also appreciated how the professor managed to somehow get from, like, her driver's side to like underneath the car yeah. on the passenger side like the complete opposite side yeah on the ground and then she she ran oh my goodness she just she took off running in those in like heels heels yeah or boots or something like something with a heel though oh my goodness she was just running good for her yeah like I was impressed by that whole that whole scene so then we kind of find out at the end of the episode that computer crimes still doesn't know if Andy was the culprit of everything but you know no one gives her some advice saying she probably won't sleep well for a while she's gonna be a jumpy irritable and on edge and it's mostly his experience talking i drew that back to um that bank robbery that we had seen in the first yeah. episode well see and then here's where i go again like relating this i don't know why i'm relating everything back to captain anderson today but like <laughs> just like that trauma though of like yeah. him being involved in um and her- the armstrong stuff Oh yeah, and the option. Yeah, so see, I just no poor Nolan. My goodness, he's had a lot of yes, a lot of stuff happen in his uh, rookie year, and now his extension yeah. of said rookie year. Goodness. So then, after the second day on shift, uh, we see John, Henry, and Abigail having dinner together, and then we get the cliffhanger for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to add that I love seeing that. Like, it's an obvious, like, first shift, like, first day of the week and then, like, second day of the week, like, shifts. Yeah. You know, with other shows, we don't get that clear break. We just kind of yeah. see them, like, change outfits or something. Mm-hmm. So, it was cool to kind of see, you know, that, okay, this was shift number one, say, on a Monday, and then shift number two on a Tuesday or something like that. So, yeah, it was cool to see that. Yeah. So, now we have our favorite canon couple, Lopez. 
Yes, Angela and Wesley. Oh, we were so excited for um, any uh, Wopez scenes, no matter how small they were. Hi, Sean Ashmore. We miss you as Wesley. Welcome back. Uh, we, I was excited for him um, to be back on this episode. I, well, like, what was it? Patrice his, is his mom. She had already decided on a venue for their wedding. Um, Wesley and Angela both didn't like it. Um, my favorite part was they, instead of them telling Patrice, like, hey, we're not going to do this. They're like, who's going to tell her? Both of them just kind of pause, look at each other. Tim. Yep. <laughs> they just like Tim, instantly agreed on it. I love it. Yeah. Tim, man of honor, Bradford is the one that's going to do it. Um, and I don't know. It was just, oh, it was cool having like Wesley's mom back though for an episode and like having like, because Tim and her had never interacted before. Um, yeah. At least not that we, at least not on screen anyway uh, until then. And so it was kind of, it was interesting to ha- see their exchange um, at his, at the front door mm-hmm. um, because she was like, oh, am I at the right house? <laughs> Um, and he was like, yes, you know, Angela and Wesley are just, you know, just through there. Um, and she recognizes him. Oh, you're one of Angela's police friends. <laughs> she walks in, Tim's, as he's going to shut the door for now, <laughs> <laughs> implying that he, he might not be one of Angela's friends. She when might he, not get the job done. Yeah. That's when this sure. evening is over, that, that might differ. Um, and then poor Tim uh the first thing on Angela's uh list is whether or not to have their uh like ceremony or their wedding um at an Episcopalian or a Catholic church oh good we're starting small that's what that's what Tim says to that that was probably one of my favorite lines from like this entire episode like it doesn't even I mean it doesn't compare to the Chenford or you know his new rookie stuff but I don't know it just his like sarcasm there was like you know I like this line yeah it was and then his face it's like this is perfect oh yeah his faces were like meme worthy yeah I'm pretty sure they're already on Twitter with that oh I'm Um, sure and Tumblr yeah and Tumblr for sure um another line that I really liked was the um well obviously Tim is going back and forth we didn't mention this before he's kind of the referee or like the go-between yeah. or a mediator that's the word that you have here that I needed um no one does it quite like Tim with that no oh my sure. goodness no um and so he goes back to Patrice uh you know they're going down this list um and he told them she'll go to 100 guests if you have a uh, cousin Jenny be a part of the wedding and Angela's Angela turns to Wesley she's like the one with the teeth and Wesley doesn't say anything he just is like blank face um and just I don't even I don't know why that line made me laugh so much but it just it did yeah I am so here for um pregnant Angela making all the even sassier comments than normal so it was just great um and then Wesley uh acknowledges that Tim's feeling a little you know like at the end of his rope uh with all of this and asked him if he wants to 
help get Angela water. Apparently it takes two men to get one woman a glass <laughs> of water. I don't know. It's a mood though, guys. Like I was so <laughs> I, I was so thought, here for it. I would have thought they would have like offered to <clears throat> trace some. Yeah. Well, because Wesley, when Wesley was pouring um, Patrice's wine, I think it was. Yeah. And he was filling the whole entire glass up. I swear to God, I thought he was going to go like all the way to the very top. And I was like, why aren't you guys offering Tim some of that? Lord knows he's going to need it when he's done with <laughs> Right? <this."> like, <laughs> like, what is this? Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That just reminded me of the um, their Instagram or not Instagram their home con uh chat that the cast did and that was like um eric's wine uh display was in the background (laughs) that's just what that reminded me of oh my gosh um but anyway sorry we digress a little bit there um we haven't digressed much tonight i know it's good good for us guys good i'm proud um yeah (laughs) Um, but like we actually got to see uh, Patrice and Angela talk like interact more um, and it made me like her character more Patrice because yeah. she was actually like saying I, I just want you guys to have you know like the wedding that you want like what you know like let's talk about this like she you know kind of came uh, you know cro- cross their uh, figurative lines uh, mm-hmm. that they had drawn in in their house for that night and was just like you know just talk to me like I just I just want to you know hash this out and um what I liked was that she explained to Angela that she was proud of her for becoming a detective and like you know how she is with Wesley and just like everything like she's so um like impressed with what Angela's done and so like she just wants you know she just wants them to work as like a you know a family unit Made me feel bad for Miss Lucy Chen on last week's episode, though. My goodness. Yeah. Um, why can't Lucy have supportive parents like that? I'm I don't know, but it, it needs to happen. Yeah. But I mean, like, good like good for Angela, because she's like a badass being, you know, a, a, a woman, Latina, pregnant detective. Like, yeah. can we please appreciate that? Thank you. That is all I have. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. So then um, we have a like an overall note section. This was just kind of our catch-all um, because these characters had storylines, but they weren't like huge, you know, like like long drawn out storylines. So um, we met Larry, who's the second older recruit um, in the beginning of the episode, and you know he was what was his of- last wasn't his last name like Badger no they call him the badger oh they call him the badger yeah. oh, okay sorry that's what yeah. i was laughing at guys i know you guys all i call was faces, his first name but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but he was kind of fangirling over john and so i don't know it was, cute. it was cute it was cute. fun to watch um but then like they were doing roll call and he accidentally set his set his gun off and everyone ducked down when the glass was shattered besides harper and bradford <laughs> And the look on their faces, I mean, it just, it spoke volumes to how they feel, I think, sometimes with these rookies. <laughs> um, they're just like, 
seriously this is what we have to put up with i was laughing at gray oh my gosh and i'm still laughing at gray like right now (laughs) as we're talking um because he well someone posted on twitter like that like screenshots just of the episode and if you go oh my gosh his face is just like meme worthy like richard if you ever listen to this you are my spirit animal dude like i don't (laughs) however the heck you make these faces that are just so perfect i don't understand god bless you like that is the talent you have sir nyla's face though is like what got me i was just like yeah <laughs> she's yeah well, but I was still laughing about uh her conversation with tim at the beginning of the episode yes. where uh she was like you know how like what did you have to was it like how much like how much did you bribe gray yeah. yeah um to to not get bizarro nolan is that the name that yeah is? yeah uh <laughs> and tim Tim, I feel like he said something similar um, like back in season one when he had like a switch up of partners or something of like um, you know as a training officer I you know take on Train every yeah like or something like some you know uh, logical uh, answer you know very authoritative and Tim Bradford like yeah um, and then he finally caved and was like two two pairs of lakers tickets or something like that yeah something like that he kind of said it like underneath his voice like don't tell anyone but yeah i did this yeah (laughs) it was yeah but i did have to know i noticed this on my second rewatch that when the glass shattered you see everyone duck you see barnes kind of like pull for her gun and it's like out in her hand it's like out of the frame kind of Uh, like her ducking but when they like go back to see you know larry i think he like looked back you kind of see the gun in her hand so mm. like i, I that. watching that on the second seeing that on the second rewatch is like that sets her up for kind of like having the mentality oh and the God. mindset of like i'm still in the military yeah. you know i mean i yeah, i think a, i think a few other people might have reached for their gun too but for her being a rookie I mean, right. I don't know. I just found that interesting that that was the first thing that she reached for, yeah. you know, and she's in the safety of the police district. I mean, I, I guess not, not everywhere yeah. is safe, especially, you know, I mean, a police district definitely, or can't be sometimes. Their poor district has had some, uh, like damage to, yeah. to their, their building guys. They yeah. had, uh, what earthquake, uh, uh, missile threat yeah uh and now a gun going off yep like come on now oh man so then um as a result of like accidentally setting his gun off um he was sent home on his first day and john and nyla pointed it out i can't i couldn't tell if it was like he was done with being a police officer overall or if it was just like his first day and he was like just being sent home well because they said like washed out which implies like done like done done the program yeah yeah Yeah, i don't know though because i thought we were gonna see both um rookies stick around um yeah hmm i don't know i don't know to me it was kind of like why bring them on if they're just gonna leave after the one episode but i also feel that way about uh, you know a few other shows that do that but i mean yeah. i guess because the name is the rookie you know i don't know i just mm-hmm. found it to be like interesting but 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was like I don't know if it's like time constraint though. You know, because they have shorter seasons. Yeah. So I don't know if they maybe had plans to you know kind of flesh out a storyline with like a new rookie. But then again, we're also here for uh, Titus Macon posted on TikTok a video of he and Eric Winter. So obviously Tim and Jackson at some point are gonna be uh, in a shop again. So we're here yeah. for it. We're here. I'm so here for it. I want all of the partnerships. I would like to see Nyla and Jackson partner up together. Yes, please. Um, like, so I would, would like Titus it. and Makia. I'm pretty sure they yeah. said that like numerous times. Yeah. Yeah. So then moving on, we kind of see Lucy and Tamara's relationship and bond. Um, we kind of see it grow a little bit more. And I just think it's so sweet to see like that. Again, it's that mentor-mentee relationship, but it's not in the sense of work. It's something totally different. Yeah. So we see, you know, we saw them getting coffee, all of that. But then later on in the episode, we see that Lucy is just sitting at home reading and Tamara calls. She needs Lucy to come and get her. And Lucy hears screaming and yelling in the back. She gets her off duty gun and badge out of her safe and, you know, just is like running out the door. I wonder where Jackson was in this scene. Maybe he was out on on another date with the um the uh what's his name? I don't know the actual character's name now. The horse cop. You know what I mean? Oh <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah. I'm choosing to believe that. So I please. Jackson, love life needs to be better. For yeah. Him, so please. Um, and just a small little side note for all the Chenford fans, she is wearing that ring that Tim gave her are you trying to kill me what is what the heck i'm sorry you know what someone on twitter pointed it out before i'm literally just reading this now on our notes guys i didn't even know that she was gonna say this someone pointed it out on twitter i don't didn't you mind i just had to share it um but it's like so obvious in that scene it was like lucy could you be any louder with that ring on your finger i'll I'll be processing this over here jennifer you can keep talking because i'm gonna need a minute (laughs) uh so we find lucy arrive and tamara tamara's uncle is yelling at her um you know he like lucy kind of you know gets her voice louder and um you know the uncle like throws her throws tamara stuff out and says you know like don't come back so lucy asks her what happened and she says it could be another two months before she moves into her own place they found uh termites or no mold mold yeah um so then you know tamara just says like nonchalantly you know don't worry about it i'll figure something out and lucy offers her a place to stay i love this little like back and forth you know tamara says you don't have to lucy is yes i do your your family um i just love this like it's like a sisterly bond for me and I need more like suit like pseudo mother daughter yeah relationship which then of course will bring me I just need to go on for 0.5 seconds guys Tim Lucy Tamara Kojo family unit when's it gonna happen (laughs) um when you might hate me for this but I probably will what (laughs) I don't want to say it um is Chenford like the upset and rojas of the rookie oh yeah why would i hate you for that (laughs) because feelings okay 
I we're mean, fine, guys. We're fine. Yeah. I just, I'll text you more about that later because okay. we'll definitely be going off about that <laughs> um, and drawing all of the parallels because, you know, giving her a place to stay is one of them. So, do you mind? No, I don't. <laughs> um, so then we see Lucy kind of like walking, you know, like them walking back to Lucy's car, and Lucy says, want to go to 7-Eleven and buy way too much candy and watch horror movies um where was my invite because I'm so here for that I would like to do that I mean I'm not a huge fan of horror movies but like I was just gonna say the same thing even just like hanging out like I used to be though like freshman year me in high school would be all all for that but um 7-Eleven candy yes please yeah like right now (laughs) um so then that was kind of like the end of the whole like Lucy and Tamara stuff I just hope that we get to see her more because yeah. I just like that that yeah. relationship with that bond mm-hmm. and they're like little like when they walked away like the little camera shot of just like their yeah. um the backs like they're like the like same if not almost similar in height it was just so cute and I was yeah. like can I just like frame that <laughs> I so just cute. love how like Tamara called to Lucy for help she was like yes. you know I I need someone and she's the person that I can call mm-hmm. so so then we get to Nyla and who I've been referring to as community center guy named James he was in 306 <laughs> um and this whole like interaction with James and Nyla like I don't know it just it warmed my heart because like we got to see Nyla kind of break out of her like hard exterior for a little bit yeah well she was doing something else um besides you know like just going around with Nolan all day yeah um and we haven't seen any of her daughter um, in a while yeah yeah but I mean it was cool to see her like in a different environment so I don't really get why you liked it so yeah so so you know we find out like James has no one showing up to the gym or to this community center and he's like what the heck there was so much interest finds out that he got the date wrong on the flyer so Nyla gets a little chuckle and joy out of that and you know he apologizes and she says it's not a total waste I can still train you I'm loose and ready to go so I'm fighting somebody (laughs) I mean I I don't know I just liked that line and you know coming from Nyla like she was like sarcastic there but she was also like dead serious yeah that she would um yeah go go toe-to-toe with someone on on the mat (laughs) yeah yeah so then we cut to see her like you know kind of helping him up after she threw i say that in air quotes um him down on the mat and she's you know kind of just smiling and beaming throughout all of this and i just love smiling isla she just loves being a badass like rightfully so though i mean but then like james wants to ask nyla out for dinner and the young kid who we also saw in like one of the earlier season episodes um he is a good wingman for this community center guy and he truly is but nyla agrees to go out to dinner for one dinner with the community center guy and it's one day right like what's the worst that could happen she kind of says you know i just started a relationship and the the yeah, and the kid like, was like define hey, relationship. Yeah. 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 So like, okay. We see you guys. We see you. I love that the show, like they show 
they show the police work but then they also sprinkle in the personal life and it's not like we get it for you know five minutes of each I mean I guess probably once it's added up like all their scenes maybe it is like five seven minutes but you know like it's not like it's just you know little previews of it here and there like it's actual Mm -hmm. storylines yeah so they do continuity well in terms of like storylines um and character development yeah yeah on this show so so then last but not least uh like we had said before we saw henry and abigail they're back and kind of hinting at that promo for two weeks out so um we don't have much notes here because we had kind of talked about it with john uh with his storyline but um we're meeting john's ex-wife next week and that should be interesting yes um for any bones fans out there uh it'll uh his ex-wife name was sarah right i think i believe so um she will be played by uh emily deschanel Mm -hmm. uh from bones so it's pretty exciting Um, that that cliffhanger promo gave me one chicago vibes and our chat (laughs) who also watches one chicago and the rookie we've you know kind of gotten everyone into it um we were blowing up about that because it was just like really we're really doing this we're doing this well i'm just excited for them to utilize okay i shouldn't say excited sorry guys that's like a bad choice of words but like i'm interested (laughs) why are you all good i'm jennifer's laughing at me completely now um while she composes herself I'll try to explain myself um I'm like intrigued by them like utilizing a different set because we hadn't seen the hospital set um in a while since like the end of season two beginning of season one I mean there was that brief scene with Jackson um and Sergeant Gray at the end of uh 305 I believe it was but But we we didn't see see them like fledged episode yeah we well and we didn't see them doing like surgery or like medical procedures like yeah it was just jackson and gray talking whereas it looks like the preview for not for two weeks from now we're getting like you know like the aed machines and all that so it will be interesting um and i will be on the edge of my seat because (laughs) yeah so yeah or like in the promo that um like i'll just be curious to see if they do show any uh like out like outside of the hospital scenes or if like um we're gonna see yeah or like if we're gonna see um you know like you know how everyone came together for when wesley was injured like that kind of scene they all gathered at the hospital i'm wondering if we're gonna see something like that especially since it is john's kid and like everyone knows that you know how much henry means to him so you know what i'm still a little bitter that we didn't see like a group hospital scene when lucy was like in the barrel and stuff we saw them like finding her can't with you i'm sorry (laughs) but i mean i just thought of that so carrie's like gonna unfollow me and block me feelings guys i have a lot of feelings about um both of those episodes yeah so as we you know digress a little bit we didn't do it too much tonight though so like be proud of us um did we have any other notes on this episode um not on this episode at least not for me jennifer smiling at me because i'm gonna be a fangirl for like five seconds and 
tell you guys to go listen to Eric Winter and uh, his wife, Rosalind Sanchez's podcast. Uh, it's He Said, Ayadijo. I was going to try to speak in Spanish and say why I like it and all this stuff. Um, don't think I'm going to today because my Spanish, I haven't sp- uh, done anything with Spanish in like so long. But um, me encanta, me encanta, me encanta. I love it. I love it. I love it. It is so entertaining. Um, I mean, like, yeah. Eric's hilarious and like really interesting. Rosalind is like so nice and like her voice is so just like great and she's oh it's just entertaining as hell. Like you guys gotta go if you if you want to listen to Eric's voice more often, guys go listen to it. It's great. So that's that's my two cents. I'm done now. <laughs> um, so you can find us on Twitter at the Shop Talk Pod underscore. Or email us at shoptalktherookiepodcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. You can find us individually on Twitter, too. I'm jstark804. And uh, my Twitter handle is at Carrie Unman. The Rookie is on hiatus for two weeks, but we won't be. We'll be sharing a poll on our Twitter, and you can kind of decide on what we cover for the next episode. Yeah, so, so let us know, guys. We're excited to yeah we'll give you some options but i mean if if there's one on the poll that you know you think we should cover more like let us know but thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week bye everyone bye guys go get them boo